Welcome to Comics Talkers, where comics are always the top of our discussion. I'm William. And I'm Brandon. Willie, and today, <laughs> today we are doing another top five list. And because it's February, we're feeling the love. And we're going to be talking about our top five favorite couples. And for this specific video, we're talking about anime couples. And I know it's not comics. We should have led with that. But... Uh, schedule priorities issues so we're doing this one first <laughs> no it, it's it's a different one that we said it, it's introducing it mainly why so tell the fans why we're kind of somewhat introducing anime and manga to the channel so as we've mentioned before uh we are starting to get into um another uh spinoff of our comic talkers series uh we're gonna go on to anime talkers where we'll discuss anime and manga related subjects and do kind of similar videos that we do on this cha this channel onto that one um but another reason is just because manga technically is comic books they're just comic books from from overseas so right. they still do kind of fall into the category right what was it now again we're bringing out our Romeo and Juliet sides of us and kind of introducing our favorite couples to start off the month with Valentine's month. Um, what was it? So what was it? We're, we'll have our top five best couples in comics and we'll have our top five worst couples in comics. So you'll hear that later on in the month. Um, so what was it? So Willie, you have any criteria for this for this podcast like what are you looking for in your list i wasn't really looking for anything specific these are just couples that i've always enjoyed seeing on screen uh so it's kind of like my personal picks of the ones that always jumped out at me anytime i thought of like couples that got together or had a connection in like a manga okay yeah, and again, these are our personal picks. They're not going to be everybody's picks. Um, like some of them I went really back in my life with and some I, you know, were just more recent. So, or a couple are more recent ones, you know, so it's more my, our personal picks. Again, not going to be everybody's personal picks. Um, so, yeah, um, I think we're ready to go, Will. So, what was it? Tell us, what's your number five? All right. So for my number five pick, uh, this is one that I always enjoyed watching on screen. And as the show developed, um, I'm glad that they actually did get together at the end. But it was like a long road and you got to see their relationships slowly, ever so slowly build. And that was Naruto and Hinata from the Naruto series. They, they almost made my list, but I said, no, I, I can't just put them up there yet. So why, why Naruto and, and I can't ever Hinata, pronounce yeah. her name. <laughs> I can never pronounce her name right. It's always on screen and I can never pronounce it right. So why those two? So like first and foremost, Naruto was always a great show growing up and you would always see him with other characters that he was interested in and like the kind of spats that they would have. And Hinata was just always that shy girl in the corner. And as they grew up and as the characters developed more, you got to see Naruto 
like notice Hinata more because of how strong she was showing herself and how she was putting herself out there and how she was doing everything in her power to like, like try to fight for him and try to help him defend him. And like, she put everything to the point where she almost died a couple of times. So just to see that sort of dedication that they had for each other and how they slowly developed, I just felt like that was a match made in heaven. And I, I was so happy when they officially got together. No, that's a good pick. I Like I said, I almost put them on my list. And then I just said, no, I think some of these other couples kind of prioritize over them. Or I have like different ways that people can show love. And so unfortunately, they didn't make my list. And so, yeah, that's a good one. So tell everybody again, what was your number five pick? My number five pick was Naruto and Hinata from the Naruto anime series. Oh, good pick. Good pick. So what was your number five? So my number five, I'll start off this list of my top five anime manga couples. Um, with a world where the government is corrupt and it's up to a particular group of assassins to take out this corrupt government and bring the land to peace. I'm talking about a comic kill and I'm talking about Tatsume and Mine. Um, this I know might seem like an unusual couple, but they did finally at the end of the series finally confess their love to each other and it again when you first see these two you would never think these two would make a couple period like like they pretty much utterly hated each other like i thought at points there was, it was going to be like a kame and tatsumi because of just their close relationship they had with each other but yeah because when you see these two finally work together the first time they both hated each other or they're mm -hmm. like meaning kind of like harassed tatsumi more than anything but over time and i think it was like the first assassination mission that what was it or that two tatsumi went on with mine when they're trying to kill bullock i think his name was yeah, um, so. they, they gained a lot of respect because tatsumi saved her because she was going to get killed and he saved her he, he distracted the guy to the point where she could shoot him so it's interesting to see but they, over time, they start growing and loving each other more. And I believe in the manga, If correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't read all the manga. They ended up like running away and getting married, if I'm not mistaken. Now, I know in the show, they've only confessed their love, but no, I've not read all the manga. In the manga, because everything kind of progressed differently, um, they were able to show their feelings more. So I'm not going to spoil it for you what happens in the anime because I know you haven't actually finished it yet, but it's uh, not as a, much of a happy ending okay, as you think it's going to be. <laughs> well, I finished watching it and I agree, yes, but I know like the manga and anime is a little different. So that was the only thing. I think these are one of them that kind of spins off a little different, which I agree mm -hmm. with you. It's the only one that doesn't really follow their storyline. They make their own storylines, but I've watched the anime completely through and okay. Yeah. It, uh, it was really sad. I was just, yeah. but it shows you that this love was built off teamwork. The fact that mm -hmm. that's how every relationship should be off of is teamwork and friendship and loyalty. And that's why I went with these two. Cause again, you wouldn't think they would get along at first and they grew to love each other and grew yeah. a lot of respect for each other. And to me, they're a cute couple. So, you know what? Like, I remember the first scene, like, when they were like, oh, yeah, you're going with me on her adventure, go wake her up. 
and he walks in and she's like half naked and she's in there and like she just starts going off on Tatsumi and then they go shopping through the whole city it's just like I feel sorry for you buddy and then you just <laughs> their relationship grow so yeah Tatsumi and Mine from A Coming to Kill is my number five um yeah so Willie let's jump to your number four what's your number four so interestingly enough my couple for number four has a very similar like relationship progression as yours did for number five but it's not the same couple these are actually a somewhat newer anime that has been dancing around like the legality of where it's been posted and i think just now recently they're starting they like they got on crunch to roll and there's going to be coming on Funimation soon but uh, the manga was also like a really cool adaptation as well but this couple was uh, Rokuro and Benito from Twin Star Exorcist now this is a very interesting show because like it, the name says it has to do with exorcists banishing evil spirits but uh, Roku, Rokuro and Benito are two, like, two of the most acclaimed exorcists of their age. They're only, like, high schoolers, but they have such power and potential to them that they both get chosen to be uh, what is known as the twin star exorcists, who are the people who are going to save the world, essentially, and banish all evil spirits. And when they start out, they absolutely hate each other. Like, mainly uh, Benito hates Rokuro because she wants to be the number one exorcist. And she wants to show her power to the world and she wants to save everyone. Whereas Rokuro, he wanted to be that, but then he had a tragic event and lost everyone. And now he wants nothing to do with it. And they both just can't understand each other why they would choose what they would choose and why they would do it but slowly as the show progresses they start forming more connections and they start getting closer to one each other and start understanding each other more to where they start developing somewhat of a friendship uh and then eventually get together at the end no i've i've heard of that one you started showing me that one and then i just i i haven't finished watching or haven't like got into it yet so i've been yeah. with you or you've told me yeah you need to watch this and i just haven't gone to it but the way you're describing it does make me want to go watch it now so. yeah it does get very epic honestly it's it's a very underrated show and i really want it to start picking up more and people start noticing it more no so tell everybody what we're gonna number four one more time so it was rokuro and benito from twin star exorcists oh. Good, good. Alrighty. So I'll jump to my number four. I'm going to go back to mine and your childhood. <laughs> okay. So anybody who doesn't know us already, me and Willie have known each other for over 20 years. We've, we've known each other since grade school and we've grown up to when we're still good friends as adults. And one of the shows I know Willie got me into when I was a kid was Digimon. So I never was a Pokemon kid. I know you like Pokemon, Will. Yeah. But I know you tried so hard to get me into that. And I was just like, no, nah, 
this just isn't for me. But yeah, it was weird because I went to Digimon. I said, I like that more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if I had to choose between the two, I would pick Digimon over Pokemon, but yeah. I love them both. But so I'm going to go, I'm not going to have too much to say about this couple because they're just glanced at in the future more. And, but their relationship does grow over story somewhat, not tons. Um, it's Yoli and Kit from Digimon. This in one of the future episodes, I believe it was in Digimon Adventure 2, if I'm not mistaken, um, they show each other as a married couple and they have three kids. It, it's one of those things that I'll kind of give you somewhat of a history about it. I don't have tons, but I know somewhat. Um, I always found one that this couple was kind of cute together. It just fit. I always liked Jolie. I did like Ken when he did come on the show. Um, what was it? What was it? If I'm not mistaken, Ken is a detective now and Yoli is a housewife when they're married. Um, but at the time they met, they were kids. Ken was a Digimon emperor. Now, Willie, you got to correct me because it's been a very long time since I've watched Digimon. Now, I love Yoli and Ken, but yeah. I believe Ken was a Digimon emperor, if I'm not mistaken, or was that. And he was pretty much like a pawn of my Midasmons or something like that. I can't remember his name either. I think it was Midasmon. Um, but he was able to break away and start working with Yoli and the Digidestined, if I'm not mistaken. And then they ended up falling in love and confessing each other, their love for each other. It's mm -hmm. and Yoli helped him out through a lot, along with some of their friends as well. There's not tons about this couple because once it was never really like dragged out. If you get my point, like it's not like my Mine and Tatsumi where their relationship you see grow. They kind of just fast forward to this and they went, hey, here's Ken and Yoli and they're married. It's like, you know, okay, sure. <laughs> you know. But I always liked the two. Like Yoli, like I said, Yoli was one, always one of my favorite characters. I did love Ken. So when they came together, I was like, okay, I could actually see that couple together. And there's really not tons to talk about why I chose them. It just was always one that I always liked. And it's from my childhood. So, of course, this is one of the first couples I was introduced to, you know, growing up in Ken and Yoli. So Ken and Yoli is my number four. There's not too much why I chose them. It's just I always liked them. So, yeah, when you first told me that you had a Digimon couple on there, at first I was thinking the only couple that I could think of that did eventually get together was Sora and and uh, Ty, I think it was. Yeah, I just didn't care for it. I didn't like their couple. Like Yoli and Ken was kind of just an odd pairing, but it worked. And yeah. it was just one of those that I was kind of like, I could see them together. Like, it's just one of those, like, even though it's weird, it's like, it's one of those couples like, yeah, you guys fit together. It's whatever, you know. So, yeah. So, Willie, let's go to your number three. What's your number three? All right. So my number three is another one that's kind of out there. Um, but I think this show was fantastic when it came out. It was Angel Beats. And I feel like it just kind of has died under the radar, but it had an amazing like idea for a story and it had cool concepts and I just think that it needs more popularity. But the couple I chose from that was Angel and uh, Yuzuru. So Angel was viewed as 
it, it all it, like the characters were just a bunch of high school kids that got sent to this after like realm afterlife realm type area where they essentially relived high school again and i would not want to do that ever again. yeah <laughs> angel was the character that was considered like the she was called the class president but she was kind of like the mediator of these spirits and she would like make sure that they were like participating in class making sure that they would follow the rules making sure they wouldn't do anything and get in trouble and if they did she would attack them not kill them but attack them and it gets it gets like pretty crazy and violent in the first couple of episodes when they're fighting each other but when yuzuru comes around and sort of tries to figure out why everyone's there and how to help them and uh, he finds out that if they can if the like all the kids in the school can like achieve achieve something like significant in their time at this school then they can get reborn so he goes through the efforts of trying to like figure out everybody's trauma and get them through it and he gets the help of angel who like is also trying to help him out too but it's like a very interesting development how they slowly kind of form a teamwork to help help them and then when it gets to the very end and they're the last two people there it's like they have grown such an attachment to each other that they don't want to leave that place because then they know they're never going to see each other again and just the heartbreak that they feel when like they realize that they're the last two they're the last ones to go and the only way to for them to go is to let go of each other and acknowledge that everything is done like it's time for us to leave and it's just, it's very heartbreaking seeing, like, seeing how it all plays out. I, I'm not going to lie. It's one of the first animes that has made me cry multiple times. You're sitting there like, oh, no, it's allergies. It's okay. You know? I mean, like, the first, <laughs> the first time it made me cry was when they had, like, a song that was played. And this, like, guitarist wanted to form a band. And then when she finally does and she gets to like sing her song and she just disappears because she fulfilled her dream, it was such an emotional event. And then that's like when they started realizing that they could like leave that place and be reborn. And it's just so heartbreaking every time I think about it. It's a really good show. I remember you telling me about it. It's on my list right now on Funimation to watch. I just never gotten to it yet. So I'm watching yeah. some other ones now to kind of get through. But yeah, that's a good pick. So tell, what was it? What was your number? Tell the fans what your number three was one more time. It was Angel and Yuzuru from Angel Beats. Oh, good pick. So my number three is somewhat similar. Now, it's a different anime. But... They come from two different worlds, okay? You probably can already somewhat guess, well, because I know it's one of your favorites. Um, it's Inuyasha and Kagomi. Mm 
is my number three. <laughs> um, mind you, you know, Kagome. I might, I might as well jump in and say that was my number two. Go right ahead. <laughs> Let's go right ahead. I can kind of give somewhat of a history, but maybe you can chime in a little bit too there. Um, yeah, go ahead. So Kagome comes from the modern world. Um, mm-hmm. And Yasha comes from ancient China, mainly during the, what was it, Sen- Sengoku period? Which Yeah, the, Sen- the Sengoku period. Which is a real period in history. I'm going to give a little history about that. Um, it's a period in Japanese history where there's constant civil wars and social issues. Um, this took place between any time between 1467 and 1615. So this is ancient Chinese history. And it's, I, I do love that part of it is that it actually is during a period of history. It's not mm-hmm. just this made up, you know, oh, we just made this period up now. It's actually a real period. Um, Kagome kind of falls in this well, correct me if I'm wrong, Will. And what was it? And but I'm followed by, I think it was what, a centipede demon or something like that. I can't remember yeah. it's been a while since I've watched it, but. It, I guess like the basic way to say it is a centipede demon it was essentially a piece of the ancient demon lord known as naraku mm-hmm. and he like he has like his body is pretty much comprised of a bunch of bugs of sorts right and mind you when they first started like you know inuyasha says kagomi you know but the whole time he's trying to like steal something from her he's stealing like the crystal yeah off. the the shikon jewel yeah but when they i believe didn't that jewel break if i'm not mistaken yes so the when kagome first goes back um the shikon jewel is in one piece and she was able to bring it back from the modern time Mm -hmm. to the past and because of that the jewel is like the main power source that can make any demon like practically immortal and the strongest being out there. So Inuyasha wants to get the jewel from her, but in in a way to kind of like stop the demon, what she does is because the the demon had the jewel at the time, mm-hmm. but uh, like they managed to sever a limb from it. And anytime a limb got severed from it, it would just go back to the demon and like regrow and reattach itself. So what she did is she like they cut off a limb, strapped it to an arrow, and then aimed the arrow right at the Shikon jewel that mm-hmm. the demon had inside of it. And when it did that, it caused the jewel to like fracture and explode and it killed the demon, but in turn it also made the sh- the shards of the jewel like travel all the way around the world so in order to get the jewel back they go on a journey to find all the shards and fuse the uh jewel back together so it can be protected again yeah and i think why i like this couple is again it shows teamwork they didn't get along at first and they they did it for quite some time but when kagomi kagomi starts feeling or starts to having towards or feelings towards Inuyasha, but at the time she went back to the real world or modern times. Mm-hmm. And when she was had the chance, but the well broke or wouldn't allow her to trans back. And when she wished, I think she can wish upon that the crystal, if I'm not mistaken, she wished to go back. 
That's yeah. all she wanted to see in Yasha. The main thing, the main reasoning for that was because she was believed to be a, a reincarnation of a very well-known and very powerful priestess known as Kikyo, mm -hmm. who Inuyasha was actually in love with. And so because of that connection, she actually had some power within her. And when the well broke, she went back into the well and like using the power that she had inside of her, she managed to like ring, like reactivate the well so she can go back and forth. Mm -hmm. It, it's one of those couples that I think, again, it, it shows you that relationships take time. It's not something that can just be rushed. It's something that you have, you, you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs. Your feelings might not be the same at first, but then when you start seeing the person, you really start knowing them more. It shows you that their feelings can be developed. And what was it? If I'm not mistaken, in one of the new newer series with them, they're married. If I'm not yeah, wrong. yeah. So the uh, the new Yashihime series, it has to do with their like all their children mm -hmm. going off on their own adventure. So Sango and Moroku are married and they have kids. Uh, Inuyasha and Kagome are married and they have kids. Mm -hmm. And that actually, like over the years, because they've had Inuyasha and then they had a like a spinoff that was like the after story of Inuyasha. I can't remember what the name of that one was, but it showed that one was more of the romantic story where it showed after everything, how their feelings progressed and how they actually showed that they were in love with each other mm -hmm. and like took the commitment. So yeah. it's definitely a show that's progressed over the years. Did you want to add anything why you put them as your number two? Yeah. Is for them, I put them at the number two mainly because it was a nostalgia factor. I just, I, that was the first anime show that I grew up with watching as a kid. Mm -hmm. And like, I loved the show. And just seeing how they would bounce off of each other with comedic timing and how they would always like throw jabs at each other, but then in like the dire times they would still do everything in their power to protect each other and just seeing that they did have feelings for each other even with the love triangle with kikyo when she got reincarnated she got reanimated reincarnated and brought back to life like inuyasha showed that what happened with her was in the past and he loves kagome now yeah oh that's just like it was a really good progression and i really loved it so our number, my number three, and your number two is Inuyasha and Kagome. So with that, we'll go ahead and jump to my number two at this point. All right. So this couple might somewhat stir up a controversy because on screen, we have not really seen them as a couple, but they were a couple in the past. Um, it does come up from a very popular anime back in the 90s, early 2000s. And I'm talking about Cowboy Bebop. This couple is Spike and Julia. Now, hear me out. Um, they weren't a couple throughout the whole series, like I said. They have flashbacks. They were a couple. This is the reason why I put them on my list. Is that they're one of the couples that you, if you love something so much, you have to be willing to sacrifice. 
Now, give you a little bit of story behind these two. They are both part of the Red Dragon Crime Syndicate with Vicious. With Vicious is the main antagonist of the show. Um, I believe, Willie, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you're a bigger Cowboy Bebop fan than I am, too, in points. Mm-hmm. Um, Vicious pretty much gives Julia an ultimatum. You either kill Spike, or I'm going to kill you, or I'm going to kill the both of you. Yeah. Now, she told Spike to meet him, but she never went through with it. because she. But what happened was she went into hiding and what happened is Spike faked his death to save her. So both of them made sacrifices. Julia sacrificed her love for him. Spike faked his own death to save her. Yeah. So they couldn't be happy together. Now, later on in the show, but another reason why I put him on this list is every time you hear Spike, when he hears Julia, he pops right into action. He doesn't mm-hmm. wait anymore. He's trying to save her. One of my favorite episodes, of course, is the last two episodes of the series, where he does finally meet Julia for the first time in so many years. And they're at the cemetery where they're supposed to meet the day Julia was supposed to kill Spike. Yeah. And she tells him everything. And the fact that, you know, what made me happy, too, with this whole series was in that episode where you have Faye and um, Jet try to stop Spike. But he, what it, one of my favorite things is that you find out that Spike has an artificial eye. And he says, one of them's always looking now, one's looking in the past. And that's why he goes back and tries to help Julia. Yeah. So I always loved that analogy. But it was one of those that he knew he was not going to come back to that ship. He knew he was going to pretty much put his life on the line for her. And it's it is a sad story that this couple could never really be a couple. Yeah. But it's one of those that you can get behind because you see, again, the sacrifices they both made for each other. The fact that Julius spared his life because he wanted him to be happy and have a life while Spike faked his own death to make her be safe from Vicious. So it's one of those that it's just they... In order to love something too, you have to make sacrifices, even if those sacrifices aren't what you want. So it's such a good story between these two. And Spike is one of my favorite characters of all time in anime. And and it's not stopped for his smirkiness and stuff. It's because of his tragic story too. And the fact that he can't have everything he wants. He has to sacrifice his own life at points. So I, I like this couple. Again, it might be controversial because they're not really a couple in the show, or they just hint to it that they were a couple. So, yeah. but I it's more like the best way to describe it is they're not a couple per se anymore because they were a couple, but now they're just like star-crossed lovers, I guess. Yeah, because they will like they're always going to be in love with each other and they just know that they can't i guess you can look at it too maybe willie you can agree with me is it's like a romeo and juliet situation yeah it is because romeo can't have juliet because but it's not for the same reasons it's he can't have her because if he goes back to her what's going to happen she's going to get killed Mm -hmm. and you know she can't because she also knows his life would be killed as or he'd be killed as well so 
it's one of those I, I do enjoy that couple a lot. I'll tell you guys right now, do not watch the live action show because I believe they're trying to make her a villain. And it's just like, no, just don't. Like, yeah, don't even. This is what this is what happens when you let, let Netflix Netflix net, net do fix. that. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Gotta get that Netflix. We get that Netflix. <laughs> no. It, it 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 is a sad story, but my number one will kind of somewhat bring it up. So before we go to our number ones, Will, was there any honorable mentions for you? Yes, I did have two honorable mentions. Uh, the first honorable mention was Edward Elric and Winry from the Full Metal Alchemist series. Okay. Both the original and Brotherhood. I liked the way that their relationship sort of progressed. And it's like from start to finish, you can tell they have feelings for each other and they can you can tell they really do love each other. But it's not till the end of Brotherhood that it shows that they do confess their love for each other and they do tell each other that they don't want to live the world without the other. Mm-hmm. And they're a very nice couple. And then the other one, this one is kind of an unusual couple, but still a very good one. And it was uh, Krillin and Android 18 from i knew you were gonna put them as a yeah have them on your list (laughs) yeah i mean i couldn't i couldn't put them on my top five just because of all the other ones i love and hold dear to me so much but like if you want a like legit couple that love each other and like will do anything for them krillin and android 18 are the picks because like the second that they started forming a connection and actually falling in love, you can see that it was real love. And they stood, they've stood by each other like throughout the entire show to the point where they even had kid, they had a kid. And you can kind of say that for all the couples in Dragon Ball, because like you have Vegeta and Bulma who are a solid couple. You have Goku and Chi Chi who are a solid couple. But the only reason I chose I would choose them over the other two is just because like Goku and Chi Chi, it's like they love each other, but Goku keeps doing things that Chi Chi doesn't want him to do and just keeps getting on his on her nerves. And uh, Vegeta and Bulma, they're just like a very toxic love. Mm-hmm. where they love each other but it's just like in the worst way possible right <laughs> like i'll tell you right now i only had one and it was goku and chi chi that was my honorable mention the only reason i didn't put him on there is i agree that he goes against her wishes at points but not only that i just felt like it was too obvious like i wanted to choose yeah. somebody i really do enjoy and i do like the two because they still love each other so much but it's just one of those I just felt like that's not really what I would choose as my number one. Like yeah. my number one is it's a pretty solid relationship. So so let's go ahead. Um, well, let's go do your number one. First. All right. So for my number one, this one is by far my favorite couple that I've ever seen in anime. And I, you've heard me talking about them before because I just – I love these characters and how their story progresses. It's Taiga and Ryuji from Toradora. 
And I just love these characters because one is looked at as a delinquent and everybody's scared of him. And then the other one is just a short girl that picks fights with everyone. And like how it starts is like they're two people who happen to be in love with the other one's best friend. But it shows that with them trying to help the other one like get with the friends, they start to form connections, get close to each other to the point where at the end of the series, they decide they want to run away from everything, all like the hardships they've had in the world and just get married. Right. And like, it doesn't end up like that. They do like go back to school and like still fall in love with each other and have a normal life. But it just shows like how the struggles that you encounter in the world, like if you were doing like struggling with somebody, it'll show you how great of a connection that you can form with them. And I just absolutely love that couple. No, that's a good pick. Now I know you got me into watching that show and I actually have enjoyed it. And I agree with you. Unfortunately, they didn't make my number one, but I think this one's a pretty, my number one's a pretty good solid couple too, but no, that's a great pick. So tell people again, what was your number one, one more time. It was uh, Taiga and Ryuji from Toradora. Great pick. Great pick. So we'll jump to my number one. So I guess with my number one, again, it's going to stir up some controversy, not because of the couple. It's because of the show. Um, and I guess in some ways it shows that online dating somewhat works. <laughs> I'm going with Sword Online. And I am going with Asana and Kirito. I enjoyed this couple from the first moment I saw. I love Kirito. I, he is probably one of my favorite anime characters of all time. And I like Asuna because Asuna is just one of those, you know, she can take care of her own. She don't need nobody's help. But with the two of them together, you better be watching out. Those two are deadly together. And it's funny because when you first meet them, they're like two outsiders. They don't get along. So I guess you can look at it as like in comic book terms, you can look at like a Wanda and a Vision. They're not looked as like the strongest people. And so they're already outcasted, but they show in the first floor that these are people you don't want to mess with. They're dead. And especially Asuna, she is Asuna. Sorry, gosh, darn it. I can't say her name right anymore. (laughs) But mind you, okay, so let's look at this way. Kirito is an outsider. He's a lone ranger. He doesn't like working with everybody. Asuna, who was working with Kirito at one point. Kirito kind of leaves her, kind of tells her, you need to find your own field. I need to move on and do my own. And, you know, he joins a guild later on, but that whole guild is killed off. Like, he's the only Mm -hmm. survivor of that whole guild. And he always, that's another reason why he doesn't want to work with people again. She joins, like, what, the second best group, the first best group, the Knights of the Blood Oath. Now, find, we find out later on, spoiler alert for a show that came out so many years ago, we find out the leader is the creator himself, Heathcliff. Or I can I can never say his now name right, but I remember Heathcliff. But they, this is the reason why I love this couple. Their love shows over time. 
mind you, they distance each other for so much time and they come back about what, two years later and they find each other again. Yeah. And you can tell she really loves him and you can tell Kirito would do anything to save her. Mind you, so these two in the game got married. In the real game got married. And even fostered a girl by the name of Yui, which we find out is a program from the game. Now, the sad thing is, is that when the first arc of Sword Art Online, the first season, even though the game was destroyed or was defeated, Asuna is still in a coma. Kirito's away. And so he starts finding out there's another game she's being trapped in. So we find out, or what was it? She He teams up with, um, gosh darn it, I can't ever remember her name, but it's the who he claims to be like his sister um yeah it's it's technically it's like a cousin or something yeah it's they're like cousins yeah but they they he treats her like a sister because they they grew up together yeah yeah um they team up together and try to find her and yui comes back they he she's helping him out and they do find each other finally and it is such a sad story with these two because you know again it just shows you if you love somebody so much, you'll go after. Them. Yeah. It doesn't matter if, what's stopping you. If you love somebody so much, you're not going to sacrifice your relationship to be with somebody. You know, yeah. and Kirito put his own life on the line again. That is how true this guy is to Asuna. And the sad thing is they've never met each other in the real world until Kirito woke up and Asuna's still in her hospital bed. Yeah, I think for me, when it came to their relationship, when I saw it, it was, it was like, this was like a perfect example of, again, two people who hated each other. And then they slowly got to get to know each other and, and not just get to know each other, but figure out what their passions were, uh, what they'd be willing to do to overcome like the adversities that they found themselves in and I'm not gonna lie as much as I do like that couple like and I think it should have ended after mm-hmm. the Elfine yeah. I, th- I think they should have just cut it off there yeah, but I agree like with all of that <laughs> funny enough I think their character development is and their relationship development is shown even better in the Abridge series by Something Winnie Entertainment mm-hmm. because it's a more comedic like version of the show. And obviously it's a bridge. It's made to be like just a joke, people having fun with it. Right. But the way they develop the characters in that one, Kirito was just like the most absolute worst person in the world. And because of the stuff that they went through in the show and the people they met and like what they had to go through, mm-hmm. Kirito starts developing into like this character who, even though he hates people, he starts forming connections with them and he doesn't want them to die anymore. And it's because of his hatred that he falls in love with people. Right. And I will admit, they do that a lot in the first season. Like, he has always been one of, like, he didn't, after what happened to his guild, I can't remember his guild name, 
he never wanted to team up with anybody else period mm -hmm. and even for the people who were part of guilds or lost things like look at the one, the beast tamer that he saves you know yeah. And then he took her to the metals of, or I can't remember that, but it was like a metal where he could, she could resurrect, you know, her beast. It just shows you that he still cares about people. And it's not that he doesn't hate them. It's just, he just, you know, it's hard for him to connect with people. Yeah. And I, I agree with you in some ways when it comes to him, them hating each other. I think Kirito kind of brought that on himself a little yeah. bit because Kirito and Asuna were close when they first met because they could only trust each other. They're the only two that like, I trust you, you trust me. But when he kind of just ups and leaves her and kind of just goes, you need to stick with these guys. I'm going to go yeah. on my own. Now I think that was like an interesting turn because like the whole reason that that happened was because right after they defeated the first floor boss, um, everyone started saying that Kirito was a beta, a beta tester mm -hmm. and nicknamed a beater because yeah. he was just letting other people take the fall while he would get all the rewards. Right. And because he wanted to protect the people that he cared about, he decided to play along with it because he didn't want them to get hurt. Right. And I showed, like, to me, that showed he, he did have, like, a really good moral compass on him from the start and he really cared about people right it, yeah. it, it's one of those things i think when it comes to asana and kirito they're the couple that when worse comes to worse they still have each other's back it doesn't matter what happens to them they'll risk their lives for both each other and that's how it is now in the real world is that they're now together in the real world and it's you know, it's still one of those things, but it's one of those things. I also look at Kirito, like he put his life back on the line, just go back and save her. That's mm -hmm. all he cared about. He didn't want to, he didn't care. He wanted to get Asana back so they could have a life in the real world too. Um, and it's still, yeah, but I, yeah. I would highly recommend whether you do like Sword Art Online or you don't, I, I do highly recommend watch the Bridge series. It does make it better. <laughs> like I'll admit, like I've watched the series now and I agree with, I know we've talked about it before when it comes to sort of online they should have just stopped after the first season period yeah it should after not the, have carried yeah. on and it's sad because now it's just carried on and it's just yeah. gotten worse and worse and it's just when they carry on carrying on though it's kind of controversial for me because they should have stopped after the first season but if they did we wouldn't have gotten the whole gun gale world and then we wouldn't have gotten a uh, sword on online uh gun gale alternative mm -hmm. the new series where it was different characters following like it was following a different story and showing new characters and i really did enjoy that story so it that's where the controversy is for me because if we didn't get the second season to where it showed gun gale mm -hmm. we wouldn't have gotten those characters right i agree with you there and so, yeah, my number one is Asana and Kirito. So, Willie, I'm going to ask you something quick. Yeah. If you could choose a, a couple that's not really a couple, but it's to the point now where it's like, you need to put them as a couple. This is getting annoying. Who would you say in anime or manga that would be for you? At this point, it's two couples. Uh, the first one is 
uh, Ururaka and Deku from My Hero Academia. I'll agree with you there. That's one of mine. <laughs> I, I agree uh, with you there. Because I think that they like have spent enough time together that they should be a couple. Yeah. And the other one, I forget the main character's name, but it was uh, it was the Shield Hero anime. Yes. And it was the main character, the Shield Hero, and then the first like companion that he got which was Raftalia. Mm -hmm. and like that's an amazing show and i think they would make an amazing couple but they just never take that step because it's like it's weird because for him he feels that she's more like a daughter to him because he found her at like a young age right so i can understand like some people have issues with that because then you're pushing into like the whole like touchy children stuff because she was technically a child right. but it's a, it's a weird progression and if you haven't seen the show i would definitely recommend it so you can learn about the characters but th yeah they're not a couple but i really do wish they were no that's a good couple i've what was it um i'll agree with you with um you rabbity and um I'll agree with you with you, Ravity and um, Deku. The reason yeah. I agree with you there is because, to me, they've hinted to it so much, and they have crushes on each other. We know that. But it's to the point now where it's like, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous. Put yeah. them together. It, it is sad. Um, and the fact that I understand the whole story um, that um, – what was it? That, you know, she's not doing it because she knows that um, – what was it? I was trying to find the other one. It, it, but yeah, I, I can understand that it doesn't like, like them being in a relationship doesn't really have anything to do with the show. It's not the focus. It's not a romantic show. Right. So I can understand why they won't make them get together for that reason. And they, and so they obviously just, they're trying to like show that, like display the show, like they just have great respect for each other. Mm -hmm. and they want to be worthy for each other but with how much they like with the imaging that they use of how like the sparkly eyes that they have at them the constant blushing it's like it's so obvious that they are going to be together and they might as well just like get to that point right like i'll tell you right now so i think you know, when they explain, like, why you Ravity's not going after him or not pushing for it is because she knows that he's trying to do everything he can to be the best hero ever. And his determination and everything motivates her to be a better hero, too. But it's one of those things, it's like, you can still be a couple and still be motivating to do it. It yeah. is just that sad. And you know Deku has feelings for her, and so does Ravity. Or Ravity has feelings for her, him as well. Let me tell you the other one I think is annoying. Hmm. that they haven't i know they've hinted to it once and it's also coming from my hero academia it's red riot and mina now mina is the one that the lava woman um but they they grew up together they know each other yeah. and the fact that he changes the way he looks and everything for her and she grows intrigued by it and then he finally confesses like i wanted to save you know her two friends that day and he got scared so yeah. it's just showing you that he's pushing himself to be a better person because of that event alone. And that Mina could have been hurt as well. 
it's sad that they have not put this couple together because I do think they would make a good couple. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of those, I know they haven't done too much character development around them to go, oh yeah, we can make them a couple. But it is one for me that I'm like, that that would make a good couple. Um, yeah, it's funny with that show. Like a lot of the kids in that show could make good couples. Right. Like just right, like right off the bat, if you start like, picking some names you can just like say oh yeah they would work together yeah i'm like, sure they would like the one i i like to or it one shows billings the other one doesn't and it is like an lgbq couple is um sun eater and miriam or lamillion mm-hmm. because you know that's why sun eater became a hero because he was so inspired by him but you know he like loves him like that now again we don't know that it has never really come up in the show or in the manga that he really does love him but he loves him like you know like he cares about him so much yeah it's one of my favorites i love sun eater sun eater is one of my favorite characters i can relate to him not so much of that but the shyness the you know not wanting to show off you know kind of things like that and I see a lot of me in him when I was younger. So it's kind of hard for me to like go against him. Like I, it's a character I root for. Buddy, buddy, am I a million? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm meaning it not that way, but I love Sun Eater as a <laughs> character. Like I yeah. love his little smart remark, you know, like one of my favorite scenes, you know, side note, one of my favorite scenes with him is when they're all fighting, like the big three are supposed to be like the two of them are supposed to be villains and Lamillion's like the oh I, I fell in the water again you know Sunny or Sunny just comes out and he just goes I just want to go home <laughs> you're supposed to be the I don't care just and then when um Bachigo comes out and just he's just like I'm gonna kill you you know and he's just his face what do you want from us evil doer <laughs> yeah. I want to go home I want to go home <laughs> <laughs> I love Sun Eater. He is just a character that you could get behind. And it, it's, but again, like going back to Red Riot too, because Red Riot and Sun Eater work together. That's another reason I like them too. They're two of my favorite characters in My Hero. But going back to Red Riot, there's no reason why him and Mina has not made a relationship. I'm sorry. Yeah. They know each other. They trust each other. He's rescued her at a point. She's rescued him. To me, it's to the point where it's like, come on do something with them like it, it's sad um if i went with another anime i really can't think of anything like you know i know the obvious one would be what aaron and mikasa or but to me they're just not a couple they love each other but they don't i don't just see them as a couple period and i really can't think of anything else like that like you know there's really just not a lot of couples in that show, but even then, any anime, I really can't think of a couple that could be together. Like, it's just... I think, like, if, if you go into, like, a bit of an older one, Bleach, oh, then you have... Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have Ichigo and Rukia or Ichigo and uh, Orihime. Like, either one of those would make good couples. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. So, yeah. So there's our top five mangas, anime, couples. Um, plus interest. Plus interest, <laughs> yes. Or ones they need to finally put together. 
listen to our comments, please, creators. I want to. I want to see these couples together. Please send us some fan art, maybe. <laughs> Even send us some fan art. I, I would love to see. Especially for me, I love Red Riot. I know that's one of my favorite characters, but show us some fan art for us. You know, you can find us out on Instagram, uh, Comic Talkers. You can listen to our podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are released at. You know, and without further ado, oh, by the way, episode sponsored by Anchor. Please listen to our announcement at the end. Um, but without <laughs> further ado, my name is Brandon. I'm William. And thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>